What is going on everyone and welcome back to my channel. I hope you're all doing well now in today's video I've got three fantastic stories from r slash malicious compliance But before we get into the first story guys, please do me a massive favor If you do go on to enjoy this video, please drop it a like and in the same regard If you don't like it, please drop it a dislike malicious compliance is a subreddit I haven't really touched too much on on my channel and i'm always trying to bring new subreddits into my videos So yeah, it's up to you guys If you want to see more of this subreddit drop a like on this video and it will let me know and simply Similarly, if you don't dislike the video, comment down below that you don't like these stories. Don't worry, it's not going to hurt my feelings, all right? Maybe a little bit, but I want the honest truth, okay? Be honest, dislike the video if you dislike it, like the video if you like it, and then if you don't like it, you won't say any more. If you love it, you'll see more. It's up to you guys. Let's get into the first story. Do you know who I am? I've been reading many of these militarious compliance stories and it made me remember one of my own. So when you're working a gate or any sort of security post, you get used to some of the same people coming through and you don't really need to check their ID, such as your relief, the same delivery driver that's already come through five times on just your shift, friends and or family. So you just wave them through. It counts as like visual confirmation. Well, We had some joker that was getting kicked out of the military and he decided he didn't really care who was coming in So he would just wave everyone through whether he knew who they were or not Well, lo and behold leadership finds out and rips him a new one and comes down with a policy of Visual confirmation is no longer an adequate means of access and that we have to check every id of every individual entering the installation from now on So we figure it's stupid, but hey, rules is rules. So the day goes on without much problem besides the random, serious, you know who I am. We were just hanging out and us telling them, hey, I know, but policy has changed and it's 100% checks. And they realized, hey, you're right. Things change all the time. Everything was going fine until base commander, a two star, comes through and we ID him. Do you know who I am? Why are you IDing me? Of course, sir. You're Major Jen Snuffy, base commander. Well, then why are you IDing me? Well, because the policy that you signed says specifically, and I quote, absolutely no one is allowed through by visual confirmation. So after a few choice words about how he's the base commander and saying he'll make sure it's dealt with appropriately, we get his ID and offer him his proper customs and courtesies and off he goes. Well, not more than three minutes later, we get a call from flight chief about how dare we stop the base commander. We are never to do it again. And we're just like, well, the policy says to stop everyone and anyone. Yeah. The policy only lasted that shift until they changed it to pretty much no one but the top select individuals. So pretty much anyone with a picture on our wall was allowed visual confirmation. Everyone else has to be ID'd. It still was funny to stop the base commander due to his policy that he signed and didn't think it could possibly bite him in the butt. Yeah, let's be fair here. If you're going to make a rule that every single person who comes into the base has to be ID'd, then doesn't matter if you're the base commander or not. You're going to get ID'd and that is policy that you just signed off on. You can't really have too many complaints about that now, can you? It's quite funny though how quickly that decision was reversed when the guy realized, oh wait, this is absolutely stupid. Everyone knows who I am. I run this place. You don't have to ID me. And also my other friends are in top positions, but everyone else has to get ID'd. Now moving on to our second story paranoid flatmate thought i was cheating her this happened 10 years ago when i was studying abroad in spain i'd rented a four-bedroom apartment and then advertised the other rooms trying to find nice flatmates the first two were great but i was struggling to find a third one 
There were some people interested, but I just had a bad feeling about them. In the end, I decided to accept this Russian girl against my better judgments. She was trouble from the beginning. Always in a bad mood, always acting as if the world owed her something. She said many times she hated Spain. And I'm thinking, well, why are you here then? She always seemed paranoid that she was being cheated by everyone. For example, once she found out I didn't pay the same as the other three. Obviously, I paid less. I was the one who found the flat. It was my name on the contract and all bills. I was liable for all damages. They weren't my friends. I didn't have a contract with them. It was all casual. So she told me it was illegal to sublet and that if I didn't start paying the same, she'd call the police. I told her it was only illegal if the owner of the property wasn't aware of it. She actually found the number of the owner and called him to complain about me. Luckily, he's a cool guy and told her, I have my contract with him. Whatever you agree with him is your problem. I only know this because he actually called me saying that girl is trouble. Anyway, this long year comes to an end and we all need to go back to our countries. Before that, we need to calculate our final expenses. The way it works in Spain, they only check your gas and water twice a year, I think. In the meantime, you pay an estimate and when they check, they adjust and you either pay more or receive money back. To simplify the calculations, I've been the one paying all the bills every month. Then once they check the gas and water and we had the correct number, I'd be able to calculate exactly how much my tenants owed me. Trying to avoid any complaints from the Russian girl, who I was sure would think I was cheating her somehow, I made the clearest table possible. Every bill was attached to it. The final thing you need to know for this to make sense is that halfway through the year, a friend of mine found himself with nowhere to live. I had an extra mattress, so I told him he could stay with me until he found a new place. He only stayed for three weeks in my room, but he's the tidiest person I know. So he was cleaning the apartment and would surprise us with dinners, etc. My other two roommates actually told me we should kick the Russian out and have my friend move in permanently with us. Eventually, though, he found a new place and left us. So when I was calculating the expenses, I thought it would be nice to just deduct 10 euros from what each flatmate owed me to compensate for the extra water, gas, electricity he spent. It was extremely generous. There's no way his presence added 30 euros onto our bills, but I did it anyway. After doing that, the final total was something like 304 euros per person. I told them to just round it down to 300, thinking I was the most generous landlord they'd ever find. But of course, the Russian girl wasn't happy. She told me she didn't think it was fair that I was just guessing it, that my friend had stayed for almost a month, so I should recalculate it, but divide one month by five instead of four. I just rolled my eyes like, it must be so exhausting being you. So I said, okay, let's do it together so you don't think I'm cheating you. She sat by me and we revised the accounts and voila, by doing it her way, she now owed me more. It was only like five euros more, but of course I didn't round down this time. I had her give me every last cent. When the world is dark and I'm depressed, one of my favorite memories to go back to is her face as she was handing me those final worthless coins. Oh, that is brilliant, isn't it? When someone thinks they're getting cheated out of money, but in reality, you're actually giving them a really good deal and they go back on it and they're like, you know what? No, I want the actual amount, the fair price. And it's more than they expected. Brilliant scenes. You know what? I actually had a similar thing happen to me at university in my second slash third year when I was living in a house with my mates. Uh, They do these estimated bills in England as well for gas, electricity, that sort of stuff. And we were paying way under the price of what we were using. So we had a massive bill. I think it was over a thousand pounds, to be honest. It was an insane amount. 
which kind of shocked us all. But um, yeah, that is why it's probably best to keep on top of your bills and your estimates and make sure the estimates are actually legit. Um, I don't even know if this is relevant to any of you watching, but hey, thought it'd be interesting how me and my flatmates lost almost a thousand pounds because we um, underestimated the price of gas. Let's move on. Now moving on to our final story of this video. Breaks are 15 and 25 minutes. And when we say... So some context. I work in the machine shop fixing the tooling used in plastic injection molding. Or at least I should. Half the time I'm on machines. Helping slash making parts and maintenance. Because they're half a crew down. And the company won't hire anyone else. Since it seems to be going okay without them. You know, until the time it doesn't. Naturally, machines don't stay running just because it's my break, and machining jobs are often best done in blocks to help prevent screw-ups, so it's rare that I'll ever get on break on time. I'm okay with this. My boss is okay with this. The unwritten agreement is the later I stay to help get production going, the later I can stay on break, assuming nothing else needs doing critically. So I put off my lunch by an extra half hour, and 25 minutes becomes maybe 35 minutes. Of course, there's someone that has to ruin things. There always is. One day, I go late for my first break and leave less than five minutes late. The next thing I know, I'm in a meeting, being disciplined for taking two long breaks. See, there are a few managers here that keep the whole place functioning, in spite of the rest of them. A guy that's been here for more than a decade who can run things perfectly and faster than anyone else? fired for being on his phone while he waits for the machine to do its thing because he's so quick he outpaces it that is the kind of management we deal with here so i decide no more long breaks i have to take the breaks they specify sure a month passes production is through the floor and downtime is huge waiting for mostly simple tool repairs get in there with screwdriver and pick out the jam bit sort of stuff See, it's said that if you can afford the setup cost, you'll struggle not to make a profit on plastic molding, as it creates almost £100 worth of parts every few minutes. So, half an hour of downtime there, another 40 minutes there, while I wait for an operator to come back and test it, because I went on break, instead of doing the quick fix while they're here, it adds up. One of the manglers, I mean managers, not manglers, decides to talk with me about this sudden downtime and I mentioned how it worked before. Funny, now nobody mentions anything if I'm back a little bit late from my break. Yeah, I mean, from the outset of this story, this was clearly not a set of management that you want to be working for anyway. If they're only working with half the team and can't be bothered or, or are too lazy, let's just say, to invest back into their workforce and, you know, build everyone up to a full team like it's supposed to be, then they're going to struggle long term eventually anyway. But um, then trying to mess with it again and saying, you know what, let's take something that was barely just working in the first place, make it even worse, screw the system and expect better results. Nah, obviously not going to work. And yeah, OP, you did the right thing there. If you're forced to take a break knowing in your own head it will you know cause a downturn of the entire company well just do it and then let it all play out it's not going to be your fault is it they know that they made a mistake and it was beautiful to watch so yeah well done anyway guys that is going to do it for this episode of r slash malicious compliance as i said at the start please let me know down below in the comments like and dislike buttons are there for a reason guys do you want to see more of this subreddit if you do that's wonderful news because you know i enjoy these stories quite a lot it's a nice little change up if you don't fair enough it's up to you guys. I provide for you. Let me know. If you want to see more right away, though, boom, check that out. If you want to subscribe, boom, check that out. And yeah, comment down below what you want to see more from. I love you. Aww. Peace.